Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast, here to provide you with tips, tricks, inspiration, and advice on how to market your business online. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, this is the place for you, as I chat to each of our expert guests about what's working right now. Hello, lovely listeners. So we're trying something a little bit different with the podcast. Um, I've decided recently, um, after attending um, a couple of conferences, where really the theme was all about producing less content but making more of it, um, it's really inspired me to make more out of the podcast. So at the moment, I'm recording the podcast once a week. Um, I broadcast it on social media, um, sometimes email it out to subscribers to my email list, um, but for the most part, that's kind of where it ends unless people go onto the app and um, and find it there themselves. But what I've now decided to do to make the most out of that time that I'm um, spending chatting to all my lovely guests is to do a live Facebook um, stream of it. Um, so the first one I did today with the lovely Laura Pearman, who you're about to hear, um, but I thought, well, I'll just jump on and explain what's happening and how the format is going to be slightly different. So what you will hear as the podcast recording was the live, the live audio. Um, so you'll hear us um, greeting each other and talking about how we're live. So just to explain that, uh, that that's why that is. So I hope you enjoy it. It'd be great to hear your feedback if, uh, if it works for you. I guess it's just about trying to reach people in different ways. Everybody likes to consume content differently. Some people like to watch Facebook Live, watch a video, others prefer to just listen. So hopefully I'm giving plenty of option for people to consume content in their favorite, their preferred method. Okay, so I will hand you over to, uh, to Laura and I. Thanks for listening. Laura, we are live. Doris, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yay. <laughs> So we're trying something a little bit different, aren't we, today? So this is actually a podcast interview, but we are streaming it live on Facebook because yeah. it's always good to try something different, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I normally do when I start off the um, podcast interviews is I just ask people a little bit about themselves. Now, obviously, um, I've got to know you really well which is why we call each other Doris and Mavis. We can, we've got to the point where we can do that. Maybe we should clarify why we do why that. Is. Because, was it last week? We also did a, um, a Facebook Live, didn't we? And that Talking was about... spontaneous, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, really spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too spontaneous. And um, we were talking about why um, the photographs, the headshots that you'd done for me. And we had a bit of a kerfuffle, didn't we, getting the technology to work. So we felt really old, like two old ladies, which is why we are now known as Doris and Mavis. So, so there we go. We also have like other old lady things in common. I think it's important, oh, Natalie, isn't it? Like we, we both love to do our weekly shop at Aldi, don't we? we and um, so we're on the bargains and we're both decorating houses as well at the minute. We are. <laughs> And we both um, share DIY pictures. So. <laughs> like a pair of old broads. <laughs> yes, yeah. But Aldi is our favourite shared passion, I have to say. Yeah. 
So yeah, if you could just tell um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your amazing business, that'd be great. Sure. So hello everyone, whether you're live or you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm Laura Perman. My business is Laura Perman Photography. And over the years, I've honed down what I deliver in terms of my service. So when I first started, I was actually the photographer who shot everything for anyone, for any money usually. <laughs> and then over, <laughs> over a period of time, I realized there were certain types of photography that I much preferred doing, but it was a case of kind of building up that confidence to let some of it go. I think when you first start out in business, there's that mentality where you'll just take any paid job you can. So yeah. it, it, it took me a good couple of years to think, actually, I'm better at this than that. And I actually prefer this than that. You know, if you if I was dragging my heels to go off onto a certain shoot, it was the real indicator that my heart and soul just wasn't in it. So mm. over a period of time, I developed a niche for headshots photography. And this was probably circa 2012, something like that. And I started doing more headshots. And I started with real, like, bargain basement cheap headshots because it was always in the portraiture studio model that I was from originally it was very much like an on the side so sometimes you get an old lady come in and she'd want a passport photo done and she didn't know how to work one of the booths that's how I, I thought of headshots it was like oh some business persons here yeah mate step in front of this white background but bit, bit, right do you want to just call it 50 quid but then I remembered that I had a whole previous career in public relations and marketing and I actually know a fair few things about branding and how to put yourself out there with your right image and the penny really dropped for me and I thought yes that's what I'm supposed to be doing photography wise. Yeah that's really interesting because yeah. I always wonder you really do know your stuff about marketing and branding and so that now makes sense to me because yeah. you have completely blended being a photographer with marketing being thank you that's why yeah it's the cocktail that I want to achieve so I my first degree was marketing and public relations and then I kind of bummed around for a little while and um, traveled the world like went on a you know a typical night like 20 year old um adventure that you do in your 20s where you're idealistic and you want to find your true calling in life and you think that you can still save the world <laughs> and I did that twice Natalie I went wrong wow. two different and halfway through the second trip is when I realize yes photography this sets my heart on fire this is what I love so then I went back into education as like the old lady full on Doris <laughs> mode and I was like the the one who wasn't too fussed about going to the student union and getting drunk um and I was in the library trying to get the librarian to get 1960s Vogue out from the archives and I'd sit and like read them with the little white gloves on but I loved doing that course I that was it was it was easy to me but I just loved like pushing myself as much as I could yeah um, and then after that that's when I went into the portraiture um game and like earned my stripes I suppose in different portraiture studios yeah I think that's been really powerful for you hasn't it finding that niche honing down what you do you specialize in headshots and you also now um you've really gone big into the speaker photography haven't you 
Yes, that's right. So I find that photographing speakers while they're on the stage, you know, if you can imagine like being at a music gig, it's like that, but it's for speakers. Um, it's like the gig photography is a great little gateway drug for me into the headshot. So I've now got to the point where I've positioned my headshots quite high. They're quite high end compared to the rest of the market. Yeah. Straight away, I'm thinking of like a market share diagram from a marketing days. <laughs> I put myself on like that bit of the graph. Um, so I realized that it, you know, you've got to either be really used to having your headshots done, it's got to be a regular part of your marketing strategy, or um, I know that it's going to be something that people want to build up to. So for me, I didn't have that regular enough work to make the business the way that I wanted my business to be. And I thought, how can I meet more of these types of people? And it turned out a lot of those types of people are professional speakers as well. They talk about their business or they talk about their particular message. So now it's it's one of those things, I think, where we're in a time, um, I like to call it the digital renaissance, but I think we're in a time, if we went back to like 1965, we'd all be talking a lot more about music. And I'd probably be sitting here telling you, yeah, I'm a music photographer. I go around the festivals and I photograph and I'd have bare feet and everything. But I think now in this time, in this lifetime, the new rock star is the motivational speaker. Like yeah. you've got the likes of like Tony um, Robbins and Gary Vee and people are a lot more aspiring to be like that. If you spoke to a lot of young children now um, or teenage kids, they'd be a lot more inclined to say, I want to be an entrepreneur. Whereas in the mid sixties, they would probably say, I want to be Mick Jagger. Yeah. But I feel like it's important for me in my life as my life's work to capture this time. Yeah, and because we should we should make clear about your photography. We're not talking about headshots in the sense of, you know, a LinkedIn professional headshot, are we? Although you could do that very well. But Laura's photographs are so different. And the one that always sticks in my mind are the ones of our good friends Andrew and Pete. Oh, yeah. Because their membership group is called Atomic. So you've actually taken the word Atomic and injected that into your photographs. The photographs of Andrew and Pete, they have smoke coming out of the back of their heads don't they they are covered in I don't know what you covered them in but they're all sort of black they look like they've exploded <laughs> yeah it was black eyeshadow it was black, black eyeshadow. but yeah it was um yeah it's taken it to the the higher conceptual side so that's yeah. where I can really um indulge my creativity but you can think right how far can we push this and if you're someone who really wants to stand out in your your sphere a great headshot and some imagery can really do that. I keep coming back to the whole thing of um, a picture says a thousand words. Let's narrate what those thousand words are. Let's really, you know, co like construct it in a way so that it is going to reflect who you are right now in your business. Mm. And you've you've been to some great locations as well. I mean, you go, you know, you go international, don't you? And um, the other photographs always stick in my. I can't remember a name. Um, the other lady that went live and did a reveal of her photographs. Oh, Christy Whitmore. Yes, Christy. Yes. Was that in New York? No, she's it, from uh, New York. Um, right. But we did a photo shoot together in San Diego. San Diego, yeah. So yeah. just the, the backdrops, absolutely, you know, phenomenal. Was, yeah, it's the lovely gas lamp area of um, San Diego where we did her pictures. But 
yeah it's it's capturing like the the special like creative spark inside of you and I meet a lot of people who are like Laura like I'm boring I've got no visualization skills I don't really do anything special but when you dig a little bit and you kind of do almost like a marketing and branding analysis on that person they are delivering something unique and special to the world and then that creates like my whole basis for building up a photo shoot and yeah or special effects right or do we just put you in some fantastic clothes um you know what's the the right thing for you yeah definitely I love it so the other thing I wanted to ask you about because obviously um you are sort of you know always your, your business is always changing and evolving and I know that for you you're really focusing a lot at the moment on building building your following and you've been doing some challenges or haven't you a selfie challenge um how did how did you find that because obviously it's, it is a good way of building up engagement isn't it and yeah yeah well I, I have to say my Del Boy senses were tingling from the beginning <laughs> of doing this right <laughs> so I was straight away like sniffing out the sale like you know imagine me in a big donkey jacket <laughs> and I was like right let's make some money let's let's make this profitable and also let's make this fabulous but I got some advice from some leading online marketing people and they were like Laura no don't don't charge for this. It's, you know, everyone is jumping on the bandwagon of the online course as a money-making scheme. And then they think, right, I've got a few of them together. We'll corral that up and now we'll do a group of courses. So actually, that is a saturated market right now. Mm. Um, it might change. You know, we have people who are on the, the crest of that wave where they have, they're doing really, really well from it. But as someone who's starting off and building that content, probably not the greatest idea and I was like ah yeah so I kind of dialed back the Del Boy and dialed back the creative <laughs> side and put my sensible marketing hat on and thought yeah that's right why am I really doing this and really I feel very passionately about self-confidence and self-love it's important to me like I'm on my own journey with it I'm you know becoming better friends with myself and I get I'm at that point now where I've stopped really caring what people think of me and you're like yeah deal oh, with it like yes. if you hate it and if every every word that comes out of my mouth if that makes you cringe just go away it's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was one of those things doing a challenge like that I thought right I'm going to put myself on the line and all of the things that I know about taking selfies because that's actually unless you're maybe a 13 year old and you're in like on your phone like this all the time honing your skills and you still have that child and like spongy brain where you can absorb those new skills it's hard it's hard man to do selfies so I started talking to um, men and women similar age or also entrepreneurs and it turned out that people have this real strong opinion about selfies people hate them they think selfie sticks are the work of the devil. Mm. People love them, but a huge portion of people are in the middle mm. and they are unsure or they think selfies are okay, but only when I'm having wine with my friends or mm. selfies are okay, but I only do it with business or it, selfies are for me and the kids. And they think that it has a certain place. Now, in terms of, I, I am a headshots photographer, and I think that the selfie, I mean, it is part of our zeitgeist right now. So I'm thinking, right, what can I say about that? How can I be involved in that? Because it is a photographic movement. Like it or not, we're going to look back in 25 years and go, yeah, do you remember when selfies became a whole thing? And at, at that point, maybe we have like a little hologram machines that do selfies throughout yeah. our house. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I think that it's important to do to share something about that. And you you know, the people who say that they hate them, you dig a little, and it might be something around the fact that they hate all photography, or they're really afraid of doing it, or they just don't know how to do it. So it, all of those things, I feel like I can help with. You know, it doesn't matter whether it translates into a headshot eventually or not. I think that this is a bigger part of talking about my life's way. I think it's a bigger part of it. I'd rather die knowing that I've been the woman who's helped a few people feel a bit better about themselves. Yeah. Can I, now, I wasn't going to talk to you about this. And there's like a couple of really, really juicy things that I want to talk to you about. So I don't want to like, like take it to you. You're going to put me on the spot, aren't you? No, it's just, it's just so timely that you said that because I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were having this very conversation about selfies um, and, and this lady in particular that I was talking to, um, you know, follows a couple of people on Instagram and it absolutely boils her blood um, that all of the selfies, she, she just hates it. In her view, she's like, the camera should be facing that way. Um, and ah. she was sort of talking about how she'd been somewhere um, really beautiful on holiday and it was a really touristy hotspot and everybody was taking selfies um, facing away from the view uh, obviously because they were getting the view behind them but um, I could sort of she she was at really one extreme where she yeah. really really loathes them and I just sort of thought well I can I can see your point but I can also see the middle and the other extreme as well so I just wondered what yeah that that kind of switching it around and things I suppose and she related it as well to um you know mindfulness actually we really are going off piece now but and how mindfulness always teaching you to it, it's not about you it's about you know projecting things out there yeah so I just thought oh, I don't know what would you what would you say to that it's interesting, right? So my nanny Doris, actually, she had an autograph book, like a, a classic 1950s, 60s autograph book. I'd love to know where that is. But yeah. she um, would get like lots of different stars and celebrities to write their signature in that autograph book. That Nobody does that anymore. Like If I met Beyonce in Aldi next week with no makeup on, I'd be like, Beyonce, oh my God, let's do a selfie. So I feel like the selfie has a lot of different constructs. So if you want to go into like the, the art analysis of this, I think the selfie is our rapid way to document a moment. So I think all of those people that that lady saw on holiday were probably thinking, this is beautiful. They were taken in their surroundings thinking, oh my goodness, I'm here. I'm in this beautiful part of the world. Mm -hmm. I have to save this feeling. And naturally our instinct do a selfie or yeah. take a quick photo. And I understand um, the idea of taking a photo of the landscape, but it's almost like that's not social proof. You wanna put yourself in that surrounding say look I'm here I'm feeling this right now and I'm yeah. sharing that with you and what better way to do that than the selfie so it would be I think we do it so quickly now that it's like a subconscious it's almost instinctual and that mm. is fascinating as a human race that we're doing that yeah definitely oh definitely I um yeah it's just interesting to see the extremes of um the extremes of you know, but th there are different different elements to it, aren't there? At whatever. Do you not remember though um, when social media first started? I mean, we can remember that. But I remember being in networking breakfasts. You know, sipping the god awful coffee that they make you drink there, and <laughs> yeah. people going, you know, Facebook is it's ruining my life. I don't want this in my business. I'm not gonna have it. 
in my business. And I remember, you know, I'd be sitting there and there'd be some social media person next to me going, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's you, it's the laggard phase. So you look at it from like the product timeline. You have the early adopters, you have that big peak of the saturation. And then you have the laggards, the people who are going to drag their heels because they just don't like change. Don't now, like a lot of people will say, I'm a laggard, I hate selfies, but actually they kind of do want to take selfies deep, deep down. They know that when they feel something special, whether it just be, I'm sitting with this amazing slice of cake, they they really do want to capture it, but there's something else there that's blocking them from doing it. Yeah. So oh, there's two different routes could go down here. So I've asked you about your selfie challenge. Um, so the idea of the, the selfie challenge, it was within a Facebook group, wasn't it? And yes, um, right. you basically gave people... Um, challenges every day and and good really good you know guides and instructions on how to take different types of selfies so what's what's the plan from there then people who have done that selfie challenge yeah so we've now um people were saying you know why is it only five days why are you only doing this for five days and it was interesting from a statistical like a content analysis point of view a lot of people came early and then didn't manage to complete the five days so I think if I had gone even longer and done like a month or something, it just would have died. You know, there would have been a ghost town by the time we got to like day 10 or something. And then you had the people who absolutely loved it. And a lot of people who weren't able to keep up with the momentum, because it's like an intensive five day, you know, switch it on, switch it off. Yeah, you were, you were, weren't you? Just um, like, whoa. <laughs> I can't do this. You know, well, things happen, you know, children yeah, get sick, you have yeah, to go children, on holiday. Yeah. Life happens. So... I thought, right, what can I do? And people were saying, you know, can we have a workbook? Is there a way that we can take all of this information from these challenges away? Because it's going to, I did it in like a pop-up Facebook group. Yeah. So it's up and then it's down. Um, and that's what we've done. So we've, I've done, I think it's like a 25 page ebook and it's completely free. Um, oh. You can download it. And um, I don't know if we can put a link in the show notes yeah. when this is a podcast. But if you want to try and do your own self-led five-day selfie challenge, um, you can do it and take it away. So I think my goal with this longer term, um, Natalie, is that I'm going to keep focusing on different parts of selfies. Because actually, when you analyze it from a photography point of view, there's a lot of different ways that you can take a self-portrait using either this lens or this lens in your phone so when you look at it with through those eyes you can really start breaking it down and we've had a lot of people saying Laura can you teach me how to get a better selfie with my um my pet so maybe that's a new challenge yeah, um, there's all sorts of angles yeah, there's long, groups, I think, isn't there? I think yeah so I've I've written a blog recently called um conjuring the selfie sorceress so I, I like to think that I'm like a selfie witch but like a nice witch yeah 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 <laughs> And I help you conjure up enough mojo or magical stuff to make you feel more confident and more in control of doing selfies. Love it. See, my final my final thread here, which just brings me nicely to that, is about because we, we started off talking about how you're really, really big on, you know, this self-love theme at the moment. And yeah. I just wanted wanted to ask you about that and how your personal experience with it. Um, and you yeah, said that yeah. you've 
I mean, there's nothing to do with, well, it is to do it with photography and marketing, but we, you know, it doesn't always have to be so zoned in on that, does it? So it'd be great to just ask you how you have got to a point where you've said you care less now what other people think and you've become better friends with yourself. Yeah. How do, that's, how do I do that, basically, Doris? How do I do yeah, that? Well, that's that's the journey. I think I've, um, I've suffered with depression for um, a large part of my adult life, so mm-hmm. quite serious to depressive episodes as well I'm open to share that and I think that we all need to talk about mental health a lot more I think mental health when you're um, an entrepreneur in particular is it's one of the hardest um like mental journeys to go on especially if you're so my my life I go from very very solitary periods where I'm you know working on retouching images or working on putting content out there and I'll be in this room for hours you know it could be a long period of time for a a few weeks but then I flip it and I go to a a nice big busy conference to book more work and that is full on in a totally other way so you're like you're on you're social you're with all the people it's happening you're out till 3am then you're up at six and then you're learning and learning and you've always got a smile on your face and you have to be on so going from those two extremes is actually quite mentally draining. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Even like, even when you're doing a photo shoot, you know, back in the days when I would shoot a wedding, that is a really hard, long slog of a day, but you have to be on and you're putting on this performance of yourself. Mm. So I think that's why, or partly of why I've gone down that depressive um, adventure. But I think fundamentally um, as a feminist I think women in particular are horrible to themselves and where we teach our daughters to be horrible to ourselves and then the television tells you that you're not good enough in whatever way and it's just a constant you know keep you down kind of thing Mm. so I've always been a feminist. I think I I came out of the womb as an angry feminist. And as soon as I could talk, I was noticing that things weren't the same. And I still think that even though we're in 2018, it is a huge topic of our time. And there are so many parts of our society that are still not where they could be and where they should be. And that's another part of the self-love. So I I'm very aware of all that. And I think it's so easy to think, you know, yeah, poor me, this is terrible. And then Ooh, down you go that spiral but actually if you flip it round, it can just be you know knowledge is power it can be a part of who you are and you think right well why now in this lifetime am I a woman you know was I a man in a past life and let's make this you know let's make this count let's make this life count and make it good and positive and happy and certainly be aware of all of the injustices in the world but you know, be friends with yourself first. And you, you, I find like when I niched down my business, that was a way to be friends with myself. Why force yourself to do something you don't want to do, especially when it's your own business? And I was doing it out of a duty and expectation and this weird perception of what I ought to be as a professional photographer. But being kinder to myself and listening to myself and saying, no, that's actually not what I like doing. <laughs> so stop doing it. You know, it, it's having that, it gives you so much more energy and power, I think, in general, especially Definitely. in the woman. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I could talk to you all day, Doris. Can we just say a lovely shout out to Ruth Power, who's one of the lovely ladies that comes to my networking? Hello, Ruth. Hello, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so I've I've really loved chatting to you as always. Um, I just love watching what you do. It's it's so exciting. So can you just let everybody know where they can um, connect with you? Yeah, so I'm quite social. I like all of the different socials because of all of the different ways that you can be. So I feel like for me, like Twitter is the cocktail party. So you can go and you can crack silly jokes and be quite irreverent. Instagram is like the art gallery. So that's where I get my Tony Hart on and I share all of um, like my beautiful things. And then I'm usually silly and fun or I try to be at least in my stories. Um, and then obviously Facebook and Pinterest. I'm not on Snapchat anymore. It was just too much. It was the yeah. straw that was bringing the camels back. But on all of those platforms, it's L Perman Photos. Brilliant. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. I'll be speaking to you soon. Will I see yeah, you tomorrow? Um, oh, no, I have a shoot tomorrow. Oh. So, no, unfortunately not. But good luck. You're doing a talk tomorrow, aren't you? At the talking point of business in Newcastle, yes. in your hometown. In my hometown. And I'm sorry I'm not going to be oh, there. Never, never mind. <laughs> Thanks a lot so much, Laura. It's been great. Thank you. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.